What if I told you that in the parable, the rich man and Lazarus, Jesus revealed at least seven lessons that we can learn about death and the afterlife. He did. So today, that's our topic. Join me as we continue the series, The Rich Man and Lazarus. You might want to get your digital device. You might just want old school, get a journal and a pencil. While you're getting that together and maybe your favorite drink, may I please tell you a few things that are important. Just some housekeeping things between friends and my distant DNA cousins. You do know where you are because you have chosen to grace me with your presence on A Place for Joy. I am grateful, welcome, and thank you. I have an audio version of my podcast that I started first, and I can't believe it will be um, two Februarys ago. So it's been two years. That's amazing. And then I switched afterwards and I made it an audio and a video podcast where I placed it on um, YouTube and I named it A Place for Joy. I will be ending my audio podcast. I'm not ending A Place for Joy. I'm not ending the video podcast, but I will be ending the audio podcast um, which I had named Life and Faith Chats. We are bringing it together, Place for Joy, where we'll be having our Life and Faith Chats on one platform. When will this happen? It will be ending on the audio podcast where I've had some very faithful supporters not a lot, but just very faithful from the very beginning, which I'm so grateful for. Um, shout out to them who have listened consistently and waited and missed episodes that I couldn't upload to my audio, but they kept supporting me. I appreciate you. Please don't go away. Please, you're part of the family. Please join me on A Place for Joy and that way you can listen. Yes, you can. It's on YouTube. You can listen if you don't want to watch. You can listen when you're walking. You can listen to YouTube even without, I was about to say without Wi-Fi, but you all get my point. So please welcome to this platform in the video version. And um, I appreciate you. Special shout out to my audio listeners. Please come and join us on this platform. Now let's get started. Today we're talking about something that I have not been comfortable talking about. And a lot of people, you don't get together and say, let's have a chat about death. The interesting thing is, is that we all, we all, that is the plight of man as consequences of the result of man doubting and disobeying the word of God. So we all got here through birth and we exit by dying. And the Lord was true to his word when he said, in the day that you eat of it, you will die. 
and he's true to his word as he reveals through Jesus, okay, what happens? And once we know that, the Lord was kind enough to let us know that this is not the end of you, but rather a continuation of your life. You get to choose where you want to spend it and you get to choose. Choice again, do you want to be with me? And do you want to do it my way? Because I've provided a means for you to have eternal life the way I designed it before you disobeyed me. Or you can choose to be separated from me. So let's talk. Again, thank you and welcome to A Place for Joy. The story of the rich man and Lazarus is found in Luke 16, 22. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And we stop right there. Seven eternal truths. May they enlighten you as they did me. May they comfort you as they did me. And may they help to take the fear and the unknown away from death. So drum roll, straight out of scriptures. Scripture says it is appointed unto man once to die. So number one, we find out that rich or poor, we die. God said it in the very beginning in Genesis that when we choose to disobey what his eternal word is, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. When we disobey the word of God, he said, you will die. If you've met anybody who has not faced death, or doesn't know the possibility of what we are walking towards, then they are not human. We die. Rich or poor, whether you lived a good life or you were struggling on the street. President, Pope or pauper, we all die. Let's move to number two. Number two is we die and then what happens? So I read to you, and if you listen when I read to you, it is telling us this, because there are a lot of things that are given to us or inferred, but then we have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to remove the scales from our eyes so that our seeing eyes can really see and our hearing ears can hear what the Spirit says to the church, to us, if we are believers. For anyone new or anyone who stopped by, you are our honored guest. And for anyone who has not put their faith or trust in Jesus, it's not spooky like we make it. What it is, is we are saying that, God, we know we are wretched and ratchet. We know we are sinners and we can't measure up to a holy, total, awesome God. So we accept 
that according to the Bible, that Jesus Christ was prophesied that he is God's gift, that he is the God man, which means, because you have some people who say God can't have a child. Well, God can do anything if you said he's God, but God isn't spooky like us. God made a body. We're saying that God made a body and he indwelled that body. But to enter to be like us, to be the perfect sacrifice, he became a man to take the sin of man, to be our propitiation or payment and satisfaction for the holiness of God, which can stand sin, to satisfy the fact that we had the nerves and the gall and the arrogance to disobey God, but that he loved us so much. He knew that we couldn't get back to him, back in the garden, back into the state he created us in. So he came to us, lived like us, lived sinless and died in our place to bring us back to God. When we talk about being believers and we're so flawed, we're talking about accepting the gift, the grace, the goodness of God. And like the thief on the cross, we are saying, Father, we deserve our death. Remember us into your kingdom. That is salvation. That is the gospel. That is the good eternal news. And on the basis of that and nothing else, we are saying what Jesus said to the thief on the cross who had done nothing good, but recognized who Jesus was. Unlike the other one who in his choice, he decided to berate and reject the gift of God's son. So you have him between two, the choice, the eternal choice, and you have the one thief who hangs his head down, I think, and he says, please, you're you, you different from me. I, I recognize there's something going on here. I don't understand all the theology. I don't know. I know I'm about to die, but please have mercy on me. And Jesus, without any hesitation, says, this day, this day, thou shalt be with me in paradise. So we have the rich man and we have Lazarus. And Jesus says, the two died. And then he says that, now don't miss this, Lazarus was escorted by angels into the bosom of Abraham absent from the body, present with the Lord. And the other man who did not make the choice because only God knows our hearts, only God knows, but we get to make the choice. The other man ends up in Hades or in hell. There's a separation because he did not choose God, not because he was rich, but because he didn't choose God. So one is in the bosom of Abraham and one is in hell. And it happened instantly because Jesus said so. 
He said, this day you will be with me in paradise. He didn't say a hundred years from now. He said this day. And the Bible tells us that the poor man was escorted. So we get to three and I might stop on three. I didn't want to make this long. I wanted to make it where we could dive in. And because I had housekeeping things in the beginning, I want to give it for you to feed on and to be encouraged and to be enlightened, especially as we move into this time in our world with so much death and disaster. We need to know that as believers, as the ones who have accepted the grace of God because of his mercy, our dying is different. If you choose to read and please do, the Bible teaches us several things that I'm going to end on. And remember I said seven and I only got to three. I didn't do that on purpose, but that means you get to come back and we can end next week and end February like that, knowing and celebrating our God and what he's done for us. So let's go back to what happened here. That man was escorted. We have the 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through, it's a walk through the valley and the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. God is with us. Jesus said, I left you a comforter so you won't be alone. Jesus told that man on the cross who accepted him dying without any kind of good works. He said, this day you will be with me. And the poor man that had nothing except the sores and the dogs who came to comfort him at the rich man's gate, who was rich in spirit, apparently because he looked to the mercy of God. He was escorted by angels. Our death is different. The Bible tells us, look this up, that precious in the Lord's sight is the death of his saints. Why would it be precious? Because we're going home. When my children are coming home, I prepare for them and I get excited. Every parent does. Anybody you love, even if they're just stopping by, even uninvited, if that is someone who's special to you, you're excited. It's precious. And then something differently is said as a contrast to the wicked. And I'll read this to you. The Bible tells us the Lord hates the death of the wicked, but he finds the death of the saints precious in his sight. His child is returning home. The Lord didn't say that he hated the wicked person. He hates their death because they're being eternally separated from him. That is not God's heart. That's why he hates it. That person has chosen to eternally separate from their creator who loves them. So there is a difference. The Bible also says this, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers. It's, see, it's a family affair. 
about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve. And this is talking to those who are alive as others do who have no hope. They're gone home. We're going home. We're going home. Difference. And it's precious to the Lord because he's expecting us. The Bible even teaches us there's a reward for those who are looking forward to his returning because he's preparing for us. So there's a difference and we are escorted. Even then we're not left alone. Jesus said it. He didn't have to include that. He said the angels escorted him. Does God lie? Did Jesus lie? And then we don't hear that the angels or this other man got escorted to hell. We hear something completely different. Remember, if you've listened to the other episodes, and please do, I said Jesus did a masterful compare and contrast. So if we listen to the others, it's interesting that he says that the rich man also died and was buried and in Hades. It doesn't say he was escorted. You know, some other things that are powerful, it's the fact that we are so different. Let me read to you from Jude 1.9. But when the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, was disputing about the body of Moses, and it goes on where he said he rebukes the devil. The devil was trying to get Moses' body, but the devil was not even allowed to get a child of God's body. It ain't his. It ain't his. Okay, let me say that correctly. After all, I'm a teacher. It is not his. Even our bodies have been transformed, redeemed, blood-bought, no connection with the enemy. It might look this way because you got a poor man who was covered with sores and who had a rough life. But that also tells us this is temporary because at the end, the cessation of this life, when his real self, his spirit left his temporary body, he got a spiritual gown now, robe of righteousness to be transformed forever, eternal, to go to Abraham. And he was escorted and Jesus promised us a new body. So his temporary body was left, but even that temporary body was redeemed. And how can I say that and say that with so much certainty? Get this. There's this story. The Bible is just exciting and fascinating and enlightening. There's a story in the Old Testament that tells us that they went to bury this dead man. He was dead, 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 dead. Spirit has left his body, his physical body. And when his the dead man body touched the bones of the prophet, he resurrected. I declare, I didn't make that up, it's in the Bible. There was power in the bones of the prophet who died believing in God. Remember Lazarus when Jesus called him by name and he said, come forth. 
or the child that died when he touched her and he said, little girl, arise. Death doesn't stop or separate us from the Lord. So the Bible tells us, oh, death, where is your sting? It stings. But then it tells us, oh, grave, where is your victory? And you know the rest of that. And if you don't, it's worthwhile you looking up this week. Because our dying, our death, your dying and death as a believer, it's different. It's so different. And we don't have to be afraid. Next week, we'll even find out, is there reincarnation? Do we get back? Is the dead aware of us? What else did Jesus reveal in this parable? My friend, thank you. Thank you for coming back, for supporting me, for sharing with a friend, for subscribing. You are so precious to God. We are. He loves us. And may we believe his love. That's my prayer for me, for you. May we accept his love. May we receive his love. And may we pray and share his mercy and grace with others this week. Peace.